I grew up during a time when science was very highly valued, be, uh, partly because of the Cold War and the memory mm -hmm. of World War II, which was relatively fresh, although that was before my time. And so uh, at the same time, I was very interested in cosmic things. I was very, I, I was raised in the Catholic Church, so I got exposed to these ideas that there are deeper meanings to the world and read Bertrand Russell, read Einstein was a big hero. So it sort of seemed like a very, it sort of seemed like very natural to me to uh, deepen my knowledge of science and physical reality. And that's what I've spent the bulk of my life doing. And it's been a great trip and mm. I've learned a lot, had a lot of surprises, a lot of adventures, and a lot of positive feedback. And, and I feel I've learned a lot. If, if, I, uh, if I could transport myself back to, to myself as a teenager, I would have a lot to convey. And that's, that's one of the things that mm. I was thinking about as I wrote this book. The, the other spur to it was conversations with in, intelligent friends who wanted to know the, what I was doing, what I had learned, what's really going on at the frontiers of science. How do you separate the wheat from the chaff? And, and, and also, what does it all mean? So, mm. so I, I, I really wanted to take the opportunity to answer my friends' questions and my own questions from way back when. And at the same time, just fortuitously, at the same time, my grandson was born, and I started to think about uh, what I'd like to tell him when he's oh, ready nice. to ask these questions, and also watching the process of how he constructed his world, making basic distinctions between self and not self, and getting the idea that the world is organized into a three-dimensional space with objects that have some kind of permanence and regularity, these very basic things we learn about the world that get us, get us by very well. And yet I reflected that the scientific view that is revealed to our most accurate experiments and critical thinking, once we use telescopes and microscopes and spectrometers and accelerometers and all the other kinds of things that allow us to get more accurate perceptions and also to think and also to think critically about them. It's a different world. And, and, and I like to say you have to be born again to come to terms with reality. You have to mm. not only learn some things, but also unlearn some rules of thumb that, that you construct for yourself as a child. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to um, try to recapitulate that journey for our audience here and, and really start with the the minimum set of assumptions and 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 uh, overturn some of the assumptions that that make it difficult to think scientifically. I, I'm struck with how unintuitive many of the tools of scientific thinking are, and they're hard to make intuitive. Some may we kind of bootstrap ourselves to new intuitions on the basis of others that are almost defied by where <laughs> we land. Before we jump into the physics of things, maybe we can start by differentiating science from non-science. And I guess one 
way to do that, and this is actually something you you mentioned early in the book, is to describe why something like astrology isn't science. How do you make? How do you demarcate science from non-science in as just a yes. conceptual endeavor? Y- yes, it's a it's actually a complex question, <laughs> and the sh- the short answer is that science works <laughs> and non-science doesn't work. So it could have been that uh, you it could have been that you could make successful predictions for people's personalities for their destiny based on the positions of things in the sky when they were born. But over centuries of trying to refine that that possibility into an actual tool for making useful predictions, it hasn't been very successful. Whereas a very different interpretation of what the things we meet out in the sky mean and the forces they exert and what kinds of influences they could possibly have back here on Earth uh, has been much more successful. It's kind of led to one successful prediction after another. And nowadays we can put men in space and, and really you know, do many impressive things with the GPS system and look, look back to the Big Bang and make predictions.